You know, we have people who are wondering whether they have it. Other people have been tested positive. Mm, okay. Some of our families, uh, one of, I, I knew a man, he did die. Uh, so, mm. um, you know, people, people, are, it, so this is like a real thing, you know, and we'll have to just see. So just pray that God would bring healing, but pray that God would send revival. Getting to know more about God in his word and meeting some interesting people along the way. This is the Ben Everson Podcast. Hello, folks, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I am so grateful to be talking with Pastor Recker from New York City. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Oh, my pleasure, Brother Ben. Good to be here with you today. Well, uh, people are going to be very interested in hearing how things are going. Uh, there in New York City, of course, we're seeing all kinds of things plastered all over the news media. And part of the reason I wanted to do this podcast was to um, really inform those of us who don't live there and not near there how we can pray for you. Uh, but perhaps we should start with uh, how long have you been there? I mean, it's been it's been several decades now, right? Yes, I came to New York City in 1984 and started a church in Brooklyn. And then another church in Queens. We were there each about five years and then started Heritage Baptist Church in Manhattan in 1996. So that's been about 24 years. So overall, oh, uh, since 1984, what's that, like 36 years, something like that. Hey, man. <laughs> that's <gone> fast. <laughs> wow. Well, I know I came, uh, uh, became familiar with your ministry out there. At some point, you came and spoke at either Maranatha or Northland, because I went. I was a student at both of those places, and I think you were headed to start um, the church where you're at now. Uh, so it had been, you know, or you were had just started ninety six, ninety seven, maybe something like that. But uh, you've also written a couple books. I see here too: "Behold the City" and "Living on the Edge of Eternity." Oh yes, yeah. The first book, uh, "Behold the City," is really like my burden and vision and passion for the city that God gave me from the scripture, really the reason I came to New York City, although I grew up outside of New York City and familiar with it, but my burden to come really came from God's word by such verses like Acts 18.10, I have much people in the city, Micah 6.9, the Lord's voice cries unto the city, and so forth. The other one is really about Elijah's last day on living mm. on the edge, and, the, and it has an urban theme to it in that he goes to the cities of the northern kingdom of Israel on his last day, both uh, Bethel and, um, the, 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 and Jericho, the, the key cities that were filled with idolatry and false religion and really gives mm. himself to that on his last day of life, uh, earthly life. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, we will also put links to your uh, church website and such in the show notes so that people can go and visit those and, and find out more about them. Uh, a question for you that I've had, just myself personally, is um, how is ministry in New York City, uh, obviously before this virus and different things, but how, how has ministry there been different than your average American city, uh, you know, like in the Midwest or whatever? Well, you know, I've only ministered in New York, so it, it might oh, not, yeah. it might be kind of hard for me to say how it's different. But I would just say, like, New York City is an, a world in itself. It's like a country within a country of a culture within an American culture. Hmm. But it's multi-ethnic. It's multicultural. It's the world in one place. So 
almost feel as if we can reach uh, the world here in New York City. It's also a very liberal city. And, you know, there's a lot of ungodliness. There's a lot of spiritual carelessness. Of course, our, you know, our church, we meet on Sunday. We have been meeting in a school right in the heart of Greenwich Village, Manhattan. And that's wow. right where the really the modern LGBT movement got its start with the Stonewall in riots back in 1970 or so. So, I mean, we're right there amongst Marxism, atheism, just anti-God, you know? Wow. And and does your church uh, reflect some of that multicultural uh, um, backgrounds and people from different walks of life? Oh, absolutely. Actually, our church pretty much fits the demographic of New York City pretty well in that I think if you look at the demographic, it's about like 25% Caucasian, maybe around 25% Latino, uh, Hispanic, uh, maybe 30% uh, Black, I think, and maybe 10 to 12%, something like that, Asian. So we we have that in our church, really. That's pretty much like our demographic. So we have all, many, many different cultures and nationalities uh, within our church congregation. Absolutely. Asian, many types of Black culture, uh, many types of uh, Caucasian or white white culture as well. So, yeah, it was, it, it's it's a real hodgepodge. Now, I noticed that you have a, a deaf ministry uh, listed here on your website as well, and that's something I wasn't uh, I wasn't even aware of here. And is that something that you were still doing at the time before the virus and all that? Uh, yes, we actually had a deaf church for a while, but we had to kind of shut that down. But out of that, we just have a deaf ministry now. So. We actually pay an interpreter every Sunday. Um, oh, wow. And, and then we, ha we have, you know, maybe like five or six deaf people. And we have about five deaf members in our church. So it's not a big ministry, but some of them are very faithful. Actually, oh, our deaf wow. the man who leads our deaf ministry is the first one there every Sunday morning. And he sets <laughs> up the chairs. And sometimes, even though he's deaf, he sets up the sound system and the speakers. So isn't that a blessing? Wow. <laughs> How about that? For service. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Oh, and that's even now that's they're doing it on Zoom, you know, since our services are, are on Zoom, uh, our, the interpreter is interpreting it on Zoom for the deaf. Oh, wow. Well, what a blessing that is. In fact, that leads me into my next question. I, I'd like to ask you about what New York City in general looks like right now. I mean, I know most of the country, we can't even imagine how quiet parts of it must be compared to how busy it usually is. I mean, we get catch glimpses of it on the national news media. But from your perspective there, right there in the middle of it, uh, how has it changed? Oh, uh, what can I say? I mean, it's eerie. Mm. It's ghost town. It's, I don't, I mean, all the words you've heard, but surreal is really the, probably the best unprecedented. I hear that. I mean, I don't like the traffic in New York city. Right. Anywhere you go, it takes you double the time or more than that to get there. You know, when you look at the GPS and you're going 30 miles and it's going to take you an hour and 15 minutes to get there or something like that. And you know, so I don't like that. I don't like the traffic. I don't like all the stoplights. I don't like the accidents. I don't like the rubbernecking. But the other day I drove into the city and it was like the roads were clear. People were zooming by me, you know, because there's <laughs> a lot of they're going crazy. And when I was driving back home after driving through Manhattan and the streets basically empty, I actually thought to myself, you know what? I missed the traffic. <laughs> I missed wow. the first time in my life. I'm like, where's the traffic? I, I was like almost crying <laughs> that there was no traffic. 
that the city was dead. I mean, the city that never sleeps, they can't say that anymore about New York. Because wow. it's sleeping now, it's, or at least it's taking a long nap. Not just New York, all of our major cities. It's, scary. It, it's almost scary in a way that this yeah. has had that effect. And that also, the yeah, well, I don't want to get too much into it, but it's, it's all crazy. It's a very mm. crazy time. Historic. I mean, we are living through a 9-11 type situation, something they're going to be talking about for years, just like they, they talked about 9-11. Because the, the economic and the... And, and also the, just the impact this is having on our country of sickness and death, it's going to surpass even that at, uh, 9-11. And this right. is history. We are we're walking and living through it. So let's live well, brother. You know, let's live for Jesus. Let's keep preaching the gospel. And it's an opportunity, just like 9-11 was was an eerie and surreal and unprecedented situation. But it gave gospel opportunity. So so does it now. Amen. If you're just joining us, I'm with Pastor Recker uh, uh, from New York City uh, on on this interview, and we are getting kind of a a local uh, current view of what's going on there. We're going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to follow up with how his church people have adjusted and how we can best pray for them right after this. Well, we are here in our second half here with uh, Pastor Recker. And oh, you know what? Let me start over. Do you? I'm noticing on your website uh, you have an initial before. How would you prefer to be called? Are you Matt Recker, Matthew Recker, Pastor Matthew Recker, and Pastor? That's Matthew? a good question. <laughs> <laughs> you know that is a good question because it's, it's I'm so confused right now about all that. You can call me any Pastor Recker's fine. Matthew Recker, uh, what you're calling me is fine. If you want to say Pastor Matt Recker, that's fine. Uh, okay. I, I don't really care. Whatever you want to say, brother. Okay. <laughs> well, we are talking with Pastor Matt Recker of New York City, and we are, of course, as a nation, uh, looking around and seeing all the differences, uh, all the changes that are going around, and it's just amazing. And as you said before the break, these are truly historic times. Um, and it's it's 9-11 in a sense uh, but in another sense, it's protracted, right? You know, it's being stretched out. Uh, it's not a one event, and then we have to recover from it. Um, I was listening to Governor Cuomo a little bit, and I would have significant political differences, but that struck me when he had said that earlier today. And, of course, people are listening to this on delay, but uh, that this is an event that's stretching on rather than just a one-and-done thing. But that leads me to ask, how has your church adjusted to all the goings on? Well, we we meet in a school on Sunday and we bought a condominium space about a year and a half ago. And so we heard from the school on like a Thursday that would have been about March 19th that we couldn't meet there. That's when they shut us out of the school, which I wasn't surprised with. And so we decided at that point we could have groups of 50 or less. So what we did on March 22nd, I'm sorry, no, it was the week before that. So it would have been March 12th, we heard from the school. And then on March 15th, we decided to meet in our office and have three services, one at 10, one at 12, one at two. The, the office can seat about 50 people. And we didn't want to cram in there because of you know the distancing was even then an issue but they said we could have groups of 50 or less so that's what we did on march 15th but by that sunday night i just knew that we couldn't meet again and 
at first I was scared, you know, about mm. not having church. I mean, I'm a Baptist. I don't want the government telling me what to do and whether I can have church or not. You know, I, I and right. That's tough. That's I a was, tough I thing. Was, I was I was literally kind of, you know, I was like humanly scared. But then by Monday morning. On that would be March 16th, God just gave me like a total peace that the church is his and he's going to build his church no matter what. He can build his church through a pandemic. He doesn't even need us to meet together, especially with all the tools we have. And so he just gave me peace. And I met, I had a deacon call on the next Tuesday, the 17th. And we decided, yeah, we were just going to go online and which pretty much everybody's doing now, I guess. Right. You know, and so we started having Zoom services on on, uh, well, the 18th, we started doing our services online and then on the 22nd and so forth. So that's what we've been doing. We've been doing everything with Zoom. Uh, we have a adult Bible fellowship Sunday school classes. We've had uh, our youth classes. We uh, I do the Institute class on Monday. We have our prayer meeting. We have our Sunday services and we've been having you know, probably more ch churches are probably experiencing this too. We're having more people come <laughs> as far as, you know, yeah. <laughs> since they don't have to go anywhere, right. <laughs> more people are coming to church. So, especially, you know, it's kind of hard to know what your attendance is, but you know, if we, we had a, we normally have maybe 115 to 125 to church, but we had 120 some odd people sign in on Sunday morning about that? and with families and everything else. So I'm thinking probably 200 people, which, that would be like a record attendance. Right. You know? that's, so, that's neat. I didn't think of that. Yeah. So, and then another thing that we're doing is uh, I just felt like making these short little videos. So they're actually on our website, a word from our pastor. So I have, I did one today on bodily and spiritual exercise, just on exercise. I did one about hope. I talked about plagues in the Bible and, and just about Jesus giving rest. And I thought, I don't know what, if you have any good ideas, but I was thinking, you know, after you're co co cooped up with your family for a while, how to have a good fight. Yes, that's, you know, that'd be to, great. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How to make up after a good right. fight. Maybe that, I think that would be a good one, you know, but uh, there's a lot of opportunities really. And um, so our people, you know, I, I find that they are getting comfort by coming together through like uh, online thing just to see one another. But we definitely miss one another, you know, and it, and it is tough, but we're we're surviving. And I think the church is doing OK in the midst. Of well, isn't that a, that's amazing. And and to think of uh, the fact that, I mean, a lot of us have been praying for God to do something to shake up our nation, to, to shake up people, even shake up the world in, in many respects. And uh, I, I'm I'm just I'm hesitant to make. I know there's, I want to say this the right way, because I don't want to be critical of others, uh, but there's some people that really have put their stakes down in one thing or another, like this is attack on religious liberty and this, that, and the other thing. I feel more like we're all in this together at the moment, uh, and, and we're seeing how uh, people are... Uh, having the opportunity to have their lives completely changed. And what an opportunity for us as God's people to represent uh, the truth. Now, of course, we've got to uh, government, once it takes authority, is, is loath to give it up. So we've got to pay attention to that too, of course. But um, I'm, I'm so grateful for people like uh, yourself and other pastors around the country who are uh, really trying to be creative and encourage people, which leads me to my last question, actually. How can we pray for you and your church there uh, in the heart of everything that's going on? Well, we do have people sick. You know, we have people who are wondering whether they have it. Other people have been tested positive. Mm, okay. Some of our families, uh, one of, I, I knew a man, he did die. Uh, so, mm. um, 
you know, people, people. Are, so this is like a real thing, you know, and we'll have to just see. So just pray that God would bring healing, but pray that God would send revival. You know, I mean, that great verse that we all know about Second Chronicles 7, 14, right? right. And it says, if, if we would turn from our wicked ways and the, the verse before Second uh, Chronicles 7, 14, I never really noticed. But the phrase, the last phrase of verse 13 that leads us into verse 14 is if I send pestilence among my people. So that pestilence was a sign that the people had sin that they needed to turn from. And I do, do believe, this is my, my belief, based on many scriptures and the study of plague and pestilence in the Bible, that God is angry. God is a God of holiness and wrath. And Psalm 90, especially when Moses lived through all the wrath of God in the wilderness mm. and the, the pestilence and plagues, and Moses felt that anger and wrath. And we need to we need to sense that we need to turn to God. So pray that our church would turn to God. I got a call yesterday from a guy who was wandering from God. I knew him. You know, he, came, he visited our church like maybe 10 years ago. He called me yesterday and he was literally in tears. He was at the hospital thinking he had COVID-19. He didn't, but he was like in tears. He's like, pray for me. I'm going to get right with God. <laughs> right. But so pray that that pray that people will get right with God. Amen. And repent. Amen. Well, let that be a challenge to all of us as listeners, uh, that we would um, make sure that uh, we are on fire for God. Who knows what opportunities we'll have to talk with with folks. I know an acquaintance of mine, a friend of mine, uh, doesn't run in my circles. He's a kind of an agnostic, uh, atheist uh, individual, but um, his uh, his uh, partner passed away from this virus, one of the early casualties. And, and, uh, you know, it's hitting people all around and you never know when you have an opportunity to, to encourage someone uh, to be a witness for Christ. Well, thank you so much, brother. We appreciate yeah. your time and uh, we'll be praying for you. And uh, we will in include the links at the, uh, in the show notes. And again, if you're listening to this on Apple podcasts, I don't know if they include the show notes there. If they do, the, the notes will be there. You can always come to our main site on anchor.fm. And uh, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Thanks for joining us on the Ben Everson podcast. Learn more at beneverson.com.